0: Up world, it's your past first point guard and blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You listen to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. It has been quite a 36-hour journey since I last recorded this podcast in Blazerland. Terry Stotts out as head coach, a coaching search started, uh, targets specifically identified by the franchise player, and now here we are today with maybe a broader coaching search ahead of us. I want to get into all that, sort of the timeline of basically, since I hit record on this, this podcast on late Thursday evening, what has changed since then? I want to give my thoughts on the Terry Stotts era and and Stotts as a coach and a person. Uh, I want to uh, talk about the coaching candidates and and sort of what is next as the Blazers pursue the next person to lead this franchise. So let's just start with the timeline. Um, when I recorded on Thursday evening, I said like there's a chance that Terry Stotts gets fired Friday morning, and it ended up being a little bit later uh, Friday evening, about 8 p.m. Pacific time, when the news finally came out, but. It happened quickly. The Blazers did not wait around, moving on from Terry Stotts after nine years at the helm and 412 victories as the lead of the Blazers, the only coach Damian Lillard had ever played for. A new era is coming. Uh, Sort of the level of how new, you know, the level of newness will be decided in the coming weeks and months, but uh, certainly a new coach to lead this team, likely with an entirely new coaching staff. So let's let's review the timeline because I think the order that the news broke actually has some like real significance and, 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 and some stuff that we can unpack just in sort of like how the um, newsbreakers and news brokers in the league function in this space. Hopefully I can uh, help you get a, if, you, if you're a listener who's maybe not totally familiar with this, just a little media literacy and kind of how um, this all works. I think when we're following rumors and stuff, kind of understanding where and how this stuff comes from can be useful in making sort of, I don't know, like informed thoughts about how things work within the team, and within the league, etc. So around 8 p.m. on Friday evening, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN uh, reported that That Terry Stotts is out, Stotts and the team agreed to part ways, and the Blazers, according to Woj, have already uh, narrowed down their list of targets as as they prepare to find out who the next head coach is. And according to Woj's reporting, that list included Chauncey Billups, Jeff Van Gundy, Mike D'Antoni, and former Blazer great Juwan Howard. That's at about 8pm. We've got the list. Stott's gone. It's going to be Billups, D'Antoni, Van Gundy, or or Juwan Howard. Okay, cool. Um, you know that's it's, it's kind of a mix of a new new types, guys without a bunch of coaching experience, ex players. Uh, Chauncey Billups like a likely Hall of Famer. Same with D'Antoni. Jeff Van Gundy, who's connected to a lot of jobs, although he hasn't taken one in a while, um, except with Team USA. right? you get your you get your vets. You get your your sort of people with shiny resumes like um, Billups. Like you get. A pretty reasonable list and something that 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 appears to be finalized. You know, this is the four names. Here are the four names we're considering. We're going to do a whole search, but we've got four names we want. Then 90 minutes later, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports comes out with Dame on the record. And Dame says, Jason Kidd is the guy I want. So this might seem like, I, and I saw some people say this, like, okay, cool. Dame is like saying who he wants as coach. But there's a lot more to unpack here. Um, the Wode reporting seems pretty clearly to be from the Neil Olshay, Neil Olshay side. Like it seems to be from management, right? Um, and the management says it's Billups, D'Antoni, uh, Juwan Howard, and, and Jeff Van Gundy. And then Dame doesn't see the name on the list and puts his name on it and says, I want Jason Kidd, a guy who was not on the list, not... G- Pretty clearly not considered by management. Now the now the star player is saying, "Here's the guy I want." It sets up a situation where if you don't hire Jason Kidd, you've gone against the franchise's pillars, public wishes. Um, it's from from sort of my time around the league say, relatively unprecedented for a player to come out this early in the process and vouch for a guy that is not already within the organization I don't think it's totally uncommon for players to say like if an interim coach is going to be considered hey we love this interim coach we'd love him to be back like if Terry got fired and they promoted Nate Tibbetts midseason wouldn't be that uncommon for guys on the team to be like we love Nate we've worked with him for a long time or he coached us for four months or whatever three months and we really like him and all those things but to say someone outside of the organization who has already been been publicly reported to maybe not be part of the search I think this is relatively unprecedented I don't think like LeBron James has ever done anything like this certainly um, in the modern era I'm not sure that another star player has ever called his shot like this much less called his shot that seems to specifically go against what the team wanted Um, Dame's not hiding behind sources or leaks and you can praise him for that sort of like honesty and openness Um, but he put his name on this in a way that is um, like subtly very, very important because it's in direct opposition to the candidates to his front office's preferred list of candidates. That's reading between the lines. That's the sort of media literacy here. But it's absolutely what happened. And it's messy. I I think it's just messy. This is the type of thing like Dame Dame putting it out in public. He's smart. He knows what that is. Like he knows what he's doing. And to um, and to do that, uh, it's. This is very, very notable. It's the first time that I think we've seen Dame publicly go against the wishes of of uh, management. He just doesn't do stuff like this. And and quite frankly, I don't know that any NBA star really does something like this. This was a this was a um, a strangely large moment at about nine thirty p.m. on a Friday night, where Dame said, "Nope, not not the list I want. Here's the guy I want." Then about thirty minutes later, after the Yahoo report, the Athletic kind of. Says actually it's down to two choices. This is reporting from Jason Quick and Shams Charania. The Athletic quotes Dame saying, "I like J Kid and Chauncey." That's that's Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. So now Dame's kind of softened his approach. It's not just J Kid, but he's saying here are the two folks I wanted. And um, the the Athletic basically said that the choice was going to come down between management side Chauncey Billups and uh, kids or and. Dame side Jason Kidd. That's messy. That's messy. Because if you go in the other direction, you have specifically said, okay, the team is, you know, heading into a new era and we are not going to pick Dame's guy. That that is always going to be strange. And and Damien Lord knew what he was doing when he did those interviews. Like he's dude is really smart and really media savvy savvy, and he understands how to put your name on something versus kind of just um, tell people quietly, right? Like there's a difference in publishing your name and not Um, sources say you can read through it, but Damian Lillard says is a little, is there's no way to read around it or whatever it is. Um, The athletic also reported kind of the timing of stats was basically timing of stats firing was that. uh, They, the blazers kind of wanted to wait until next week um, which is, kind of reasonable but I don't totally understand why if you're going to fire him just go ahead and do it rip the band-aid off um but Stotts and his agent Warren Legary, um won closure on the situation because they were uh you know if Stotts is going to pursue other options and there's already rumors that Indiana if they fire their coach could be interested and uh, Orlando who has since let go of Steve Clifford um could be interested like Stotts has Stotts has, if he wants a job in the league, it's better to go ahead and be unemployed and pursue those job opportunities. Um, So the Blazers went ahead and did move forward on Friday. And that started off this chain of events. So now we've made it to, uh, you know, Saturday morning and things are getting a little bit messy. And um, what that beeping you're hearing is Chris Haynes, walking it back. Um, He released a video on uh, Yahoo. That was like, Actually, here's how the Blazers' coaching search is going to work. Instead of having Dame have his name on it and say, uh, I want Jason Kidd, uh, uh, Chris Haynes explains that, oh no, the Blazers are going to conduct a full coaching search and Dame will have inputs. Well... First of all, no shit. That's how they were always going to do it. Is they were going to, uh, they were going to search for coaches, and Dame was going to have input. But I think he already did that, y'all. Like I think that already happened. What I my read on the Haynes report from Saturday is that um, both Haynes and Dame knew that that was getting a little bit messy for Dame to call his shot, um, and. So then there was like a little bit of, oh, just kidding. Here's how it works. Damon Lord will be involved because he's a star of the franchise, but the team and management will ultimately have the say, um, which kind of allowed it to not be dame's guy versus them like it was just a softening and a very like obvious and intentional softening um you don't need to like do a follow-up video report if the first reporting you did is strong and you stand by it but you do maybe need to do a follow-up if it's messy and causing problems i think dame doing an unprecedented thing and saying i want this guy uh within what uh maybe generously six hours of the coach getting fired um, already campaigning for a new guy who's on another staff at the time and is not um, hasn't sort of been publicly floated as as part of uh, the team's coaching search like that's messy and that's why you walk it back and so they walked it the you know Haynes walked it back Dame's name wasn't on it but um, I'm reading through the lines here if, if Haynes got it the first time from Dame um, he got it the second time probably from Dame Damon management as as he as he figured it out and, and it was like some obvious intention softening. So then what happens on Sunday morning? We get we get a full day of Saturday of kind of nightmares. Um, (laughs) Then on Saturday morning, Adrian Wojnarowski comes out with a report that suggests that Jason Kidd is no longer in the running. He has withdrawn his name. And this is a quote from Kidd via Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Portland's a first-class organization will have great candidates for its head coaching job, but I've decided not to be one of them, Kid told ESPN. Whoever they choose will have big shoes to fill from Terry Stotts. It's true. Terry Stotts is like 6'8", but he has huge shoes. Uh, Kidd... According to Woj, Kid was uncomfortable with the idea of pursuing the opening after Dame publicly called for his hiring and within out within hours of Stotz's departure. Yeah, because that's a messy thing to do, Dame. Um, even if you want if you want to do that. Doing it publicly as opposed to privately is intentional and messy. Uh more on sort of how we got to this first messy point of Dame's career in a little bit. But um I don't think I I do think it's some of it is just like the public. Kid is my guy, everyone else is management's guy. The messiness that sets up, and if if Kid doesn't get hired or if he pursues it, and they go, you know, it's, I do think there's some truth to it. I also think that when Jason Kidd's name was floated, the Trailblazers fan base was very, very vocal on the internet and on social media channels. And there were some things written about Jason Kidd's history of domestic violence and why you just don't want to hire someone with a history of domestic violence. It erases the suffering of, of, uh, people who are victims of domestic violence, it reduces theirs to something that they should overcome as opposed to a horrible thing that happened to them. It normalizes allowing people who are domestic abusers to be in the public space. It's all bad. You don't want to hire those people. And, and the Blazers fan base and, and some media members were very, very public shout out to Dylan McKinnon of, uh, NBC, who wrote a story that has since been pulled off their website about how the Blazers shouldn't hire Jason Kidd because of obvious moral moral reasons why you wouldn't want to make that type of person the face of your franchise. I think that is um, fair and reasonable. There's literally dozens of people who could be the head coach. If you're going to choose the new direction of the team, maybe you don't choose someone with um, this type of track record because it suggests that you don't care about this type of thing. So I, I think that kid withdrew his name primarily because of the messiness of the uh of the Damian Lord situation and calling, and calling his shots and, put, and sort of pitting kid versus first management as the choice but i also think it's a pr thing i also think the blazers maybe not totally moved on, but certainly it was like, it's if they weren't interested in him to begin with, then the headache of how the fan reacted to just the idea of his name, fans reacted. The idea of his name being out there is too much for them to deal with. Like not something that they were interested in. And I, and I'm, and I think kid decided, you know, I'm, I will, I will wait for an opportunity that isn't this messy, both in fan reaction and the way the star player did it. Um, works. <laughs> uh, if, uh, Here's what I think. Speak your truth on the internet. Um, There's a difference in being like a a trolly jerk about stuff and saying this is like a way that I believe is... against my morals and i'm going to speak up loudly i think people speaking up loudly about um hiring domestic abusers was 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 heard loud and clear in the blazers organization uh did it have a major impact hard to say but did it have an impact undeniably so um speak your truth y'all continue to speak your truth it works in the second segment, I want to share my thoughts on the Terry Stotts era. Uh, I was around it for a great deal of it, uh, not from the very beginning, but certainly from its for its the majority of its most successful runs. I was uh, I was close to the team on a daily basis and spent a ton of time around Terry Stotts. I want to g- give my shots, give my thoughts on the Stotts era, and um, just you know share share a little bit of Terry of Terry reflections after uh, his nine seasons in Portland are done. Before we get there, however. You know, we got to talk about Indeed. If you're a hiring manager or just someone looking for quality candidates to add to your company, what you really need is help making that shortlist of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps you and makes your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. You can post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy because it's got tools like Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. So you can choose also from 137 of those skills tests. You can add your must-have requirements and you only pay for the applications that meet them. Uh, according to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all of the other job sites combined. Yeah, so if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Look, I've been telling you all about and eating Built Bars for a long time. They rock. They just, they're just they just really good. Um, they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They got that candy bar-like texture. Uh, they're not chalky and gross like other protein bars. They just taste great. That's the trick. Comes in nine delicious flavors, like salted caramel, mint brownie, and raspberry. Uh, you can get a mixed box right now to try all nine of their flavors. You get two of each flavor. 18, bo- 18 bars will come in that box. You can try them all, share them with your family, find out what you like, find out what your family likes, and order more from there. Or if you know what you're like, you're like me, and you say, I like the peanut butter brownie ones. Just give me a box of those. You can do that too. You can customize what you want all there at BiltBar.com. Uh, and in addition to being delicious, the these built Bars are good for you. They all have at least 17 grams of protein and no more than five grams of net carbs. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high in fiber. Go get yourself some today. They're all tasty, all healthy, nine amazing flavors. Don't wait. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That is Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right. So we talked about the Blazers coaching search. Uh, um, Unnecessarily messy timeline, in my opinion. But in the second segment, I want to give my thoughts, reflections on the Terry Stotts era. He went 402 and 318 in his nine seasons as a Blazers head coach. He's the second winningest coach in franchise history, and he made eight consecutive playoffs series to close out his career. It's, I think, I think what was lost in the sort of a a portion of the fan base and like a really loud uh, corner of the internet turning on Terry Stotts this season was that he's a pretty good coach. He's a pretty good basketball coach. Um, he his team's pretty much consistently overachieved uh and and the times that they had trouble is when they had expectations that were that were high and they failed to meet those expectations in the playoffs. I think Stotts is pretty obviously a good regular season coach, a coach capable of getting the most out of rosters in the regular season and he struggles in the playoffs when it's time to make like specific individual adjustments against a team that knows what you're going to do. You can't just run it better and smarter, and uh, and and rely on your talent at that point the way you can during regular season games. You got to make specific adjustments. You got to be fast. You got to be a step ahead. And I think Terry Stott struggled in those situations, and was ultimately led to his downfall. But the idea that he's this sort of like big overmatched doofus that he was painted at the at this season, um, it is it belies the actual success he had as a coach, and it ignores the fact that um winning a bunch of games in the regular season is also very hard uh he's pretty clearly a good coach like he's he's it's just it is what it is uh he never coached really elite defenses he had one chance he had one year where they were really really good in the pre and before Lamarcus left uh they were a top five defense in the nba and then wesley matthews went down and and then they ended up you know struggling at the end of the season they had another he had another year in uh 2017-18 2017-18 when the Blazers were kind of a mediocre offense and finished 6th in defense when Yusuf Nurkic played a bunch of games. But for the most part, this was a bottom 10 defense, a team that wasn't particularly good. A lot of that is personnel. Some of that, I think, is that Stots does not get the most out of defensive players. Or probably put another way, I don't think he gets... The way he can get sort of mediocre offensive players to fit into a system, he has had trouble getting mediocre defensive players to fit into his system and be above average. Like, it's just he hasn't been there. He's, he's um, you know, they've been consistently a really good offensive team with good offensive parts and pretty much consistently a kind of a bad defensive team with bad defensive parts. Uh, the coach's job is to maximize both ends. I don't think Terry... I think Terry has proven to be um, not a particularly good defensive coach or at least not a coach con- like capable of consistently consistently coaching high level defenses Um, he's also been a guy who's been saddled with two six foot three guards for most of his career all of it is related like it's all um, it's why i've been saying it all year it's just like it's too binary um the there are also there's also the sort of loud corner of the internet that suggests that if you think terry stotts is like even an okay coach that you're like in his corner and you never want anything to change i don't think that's true i think it had run its course Stotts made eight consecutive postseasons that included two trips to the second round and a, and a Western conference finals run. Um, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> like like I don't I know that the goal is championship and that's what they're chasing and that's probably why it's there it's time to make a change. Like I agree with all that, but the idea that um if you kind of just look at the resume, 400 wins, consistently a playoff team and a trip to the Western Conference finals, like that's what you want. <laughs> like like if you if the Blazers hire the next coach and they and that coach coaches for a decade and they have eight trips to the eight trips to the playoffs and a trip to the Western Conference finals, like it won't feel like a successful career maybe because of where the play like the team is at but that's 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 a pretty damn good run um you know players play obviously like like Stotts was um lucky to coach Damian Lord for as long as he did and all those things and and he had a pretty darn good roster when he first got here but he his teams consistently overachieved what um they were predicted to to uh finish at in Vegas I believe uh six out of the last eight seasons they've they've beat their preseason win total set by um Vegas odds makers like they're typically pretty darn good in the in the playoffs in the regular season. The playoffs are another thing. The playoffs are almost another sport in the NBA works now. And I don't think Stotts was the guy to take uh, the next step. It was time. Uh, you, the situations in the NBA are strange. Like I think Terry Stotts is good at taking a pretty good team and making them better, but taking a good team and making them great is a diff- Maybe a different skill set. Maybe it's more mental. Maybe it's more. Um, maybe it's just like more demanding. What Stotts was really good at is finding what. Um, finding what guys could sort of grow into what he wanted them to do and saying, Hey, you're going to grow into this. You're going to be a shooter, Al a career year there. Uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to play power forward a little bit at Davis. And Ed, and Ed was really, really good in those, in those minutes. I earned those in that position. Like, um, what he wasn't good at is maybe when you get into a team that has more talent, kind of scheming, scheming against that talent. And the argument for replacing him is the thing i I've, I've kept, saying repeatedly and I'll say it here again is fresh eyes uh the Blazers probably ran its course with with what Stotts could get out of what could ring out of this team uh you you can hire another coach who might be able to get more out of it it doesn't suggest that Terry is a big dumb dummy but I don't think I think you got what you were going to get from the Stotts era and now it's time to move forward to see if a fresh voice fresh eyes and a new approach can re-engage um uh some Reengage the roster and, and and make them a better, def- consistently a better defensive team without too much offensive drop off. Find a find a coach that can push the right buttons in the playoffs when it matters. Like I said, if the next coach coach has like a really similar resume to Terry Stotts, might not f- it might not feel like. Um, like of like this great success but that's that's a really good coaching career y'all 400 wins (laughs) and eight playoff trips is a really good coaching career for this situation um it's hard to do these things uh do I think the Blazers could have been better this year with a different coach I absolutely do and I think they might end up you know they might they could take a leap with with just like fresh eyes um but I think there's a difference in like totally overmatched and no longer the right fit and I think Terry Stotts was no longer the right fit some things I'll remember from the Stotts era. Um he I think he has a reputation of being like a really nice dude and he I he for the most part is um he was difficult to work with from a beat, beat writer standpoint. Um he didn't like to disclose a bunch of information. Um he he wouldn't even like there's one thing to like not throw guys under the bus. He wasn't publicly critical whatever. That's fine. Like that's like probably even a good business decision to like not publicly criticize players but he was even resistant to praise players um in the media and that was um that could be frustrating for me doing my job I would get frustrated with Terry Stotts for sure um I know that a lot of people have turned on him this year and been like have you seen his quotes in the media he's such a doofus he's been giving bad quotes for years uh (laughs) Y'all just decided to hate him this year, and so you like really locked into locked into how bad his quotes were. He's been he's been um, resistant to the sort of every like the the everyday transactional nature of beat beat writers, beat reporters, um, and him having to give interviews all the time. He's been bad at it for a while. (laughs) thank thank y'all for locking in um uh, i will also remember that stotts was just like a good dude in january of 2018 i was laid off at the oregonian uh had been a beat writer for four seasons and uh, as the nature of newspapers in this day and age they downsized since i was the number two guy on the beat i got got um it was a terrible day uh i'm not going to go too much into sort of my woes uh, but like it imagine getting laid off from a job you've if it's probably happened to you or whatever it sucks um and terry stotts for you know reached out to me on that day and sent me a nice note that you said he enjoyed working with me and wished me the best something he absolutely did not have to do um it wasn't like i was going to reach out to terry and say miss you bud i'm gonna be you know off the beat for eight months or whatever until i get a new gig but like Um, that, that sort of stuff is why people like Terry Stotts. That's just a nice thing to do. And it, it meant a lot to me at the time to have, um, someone who, who just knew me in a professional, professional way, you know, like we've had beers a couple times or whatever, but again, that's sort of like a, Hey, let's, let's, we've worked together for a long time. Let's spend 40 social minutes together, um, to, to to like to have a positive relationship or whatever. We're not, (laughs) he's not sending me a Christmas card or whatever. Um. But, you know, it's that kind of stuff. Terry Stotts was really, is really good at birthdays. Um, I know that there are people in the Blazers organization that Stotts will text them happy birthday before their parents do and things like that. Before, you know, before their family members get to them. Terry Stotts will already have been up in the morning sending a happy birthday text out. He's a good dude. Like he's just, um, he's there's a reason why everyone around him likes, likes him. Like you ask people, you ask people who work for the Blazers, whether they like him, like Brooke Olds, and Damon Terry have an incredible relationship. Uh, I know Amar Baptist, Amar Baptist who runs the Blazers social channels or helps run the Blazers social channels. I should say has a really good relationship with him. I know that, um, the, people who work in the Blazers PR staff really like Terry um, for as much as he is uh, beat writers. I'm sure complained to them about what, how Terry uh, is a little resistant to it. Like I know that those guys enjoyed working with him uh, for the most part, people around the league really, really like him. You talk to um, other media members who, who've covered stats. They really, really like him. Um, I think being re- like the, the proximity I had to him, maybe, made me more frustrated, but like Terry Terry's a good guy. He's a classy dude. Um, he could be really difficult to work with in a professional capacity. But I never thought he was malicious. Um, and he never he he made the job harder in the way that like a toddler makes the job harder. He was just resistant to it. I, I think he's like I think he's a good coach and i if he gets the job in Orlando and uh, and or Indiana if, if if that's what he wants to do like I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be pretty successful in those places like he's pretty good at taking an OK team and making them better it's his, it's what he's really good at um it's the next step I think there's a difference between a coach that can that can take you know steps A and B and then C and D or or maybe another another and different skill set. um but I'll remember the Stotts era for uh for the most part entertaining offense basketball, and uh, a coach that got a second chance. Uh, Ch- Terry is proof that retreads work in the league. Uh, you know, he's a l- NBA lifer, started working in the league in the late 80s as a scout with the Sonics and has been in the league ever since. Like, Terry has basically been in the league my entire life. If he wants to stick around the league, I won't be surprised that uh, if, if he gets one of those jobs, if Orlando and Indiana take a big jump next year, because like he's, he's, he's pretty good at this. Uh, I'll be equally surprised if they, if they win a championship or whatever, but like um, they're, I think the stats era should be remembered for uh, teams, mostly over, mostly overachieving and uh, a pretty fun offensive brand of basketball. For the most part, I think by the end of the stats, um, era here the basket the offense had devolved a little bit into sort of players maybe having a little bit too much freedom and being not as willing to pass and a defense that really never got um never was really good for any sustained periods of time uh after I don't know the, the, sp- the spring of 2019 basically the last time the Blazers had a consistently good defense but I wish Terry the best, like. um it's it is a bummer of the sort of way this world the way that this works is that people are rooting for someone to lose their job like I don't I think that's kind of gross um, but I also think at the same time this was the right move and the franchise needed to needed to make that move they also need to get it right and that's what I want to talk about in the third segment like the blazers need to get this right they need to um, the the timeline in the two in the two days since Stotts has been out of a job not even when I'm recording this like um, you know, less than 48 hours after Terry Stotts moved on we've already had like some unnecessary drama so what i want to talk about in the third segment to close the show is just like the importance of getting this one right and what getting this one right kind of looks like and who who that might be so that's what we'll do to close out the show but before we get there let's talk about bet online it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action whether that's the nba playoffs the nhl playoffs the wnbas regular season major league baseball's regular season UFC and MMA action, uh, whatever it is, they've got it there at Online. So before the next puck drops, before that ball is tipped, before that first pitch is thrown, get on over to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is LOCKEDON at BetOnline.ag for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Locked On. Blazers. We talked about the Blazers' coaching search, a a, a somewhat messy timeline <laughs> uh, since they decided to part ways with Terry Stotts on Friday evening. Uh, I assume they started to do it on Friday afternoon, but out of respect to everyone, they waited until Friday evening to leak the news to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN and then make it official on their channels. Uh, the Blazers uh, put out a press release on fri- late Friday evening, uh, after after those things were cleared up. It uh, you know the the year ended with the Blazers taking a, a a picture, the final picture of the era, uh, in, in the team's weight room, uh, there's the a group shot on social medias that you can see. And I, 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 think, um, you know, and it ended amicably, I think for the most part, um, it was time. Terry Stotts wrote a nice letter to, uh, that was published on the Trailblazers website, sort of to the community and the team, thanking them for a wonderful experience. Uh, this was, listen, no one wants to lose their job, but the way the era ended, At least uh, in in the way they moved on from Terry was like inevitable and okay. I don't think it was messy. I think both sides handled it fine. Um, And then Damian Lord got involved and things got messy. Um, Like I don't want to. I'm pretty pro player. Like if you've listened to this podcast, I am pro labor. (laughs) Uh, But if it doesn't mean that these players like that, I you know labor can't do it wrong. I thought I think what I think what Dame did was a. um, he's frustrated. I think he's frustrated and he wanted his guy and he wanted to make his imprint. And he's, you know, he's going to be a, his, um, like Dame's future with the franchise will be, uh, a lot of it will come down to what happens this summer, what directions they go. Um, so him putting his, his immediate imprint on it publicly is not a surprise. Um, he probably should have he probably should have just done it in private. But he's probably a little bit frustrated, such that that means that he needed to uh, uh, he wanted to do it in this sort of public and 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 quite frankly somewhat passive aggressive way, going through the media um, in the way that he did. Um, that's like cool that you have every right to do that but you also sometimes you make missteps I think this was a misstep you know Dame is Dame's going to be on the roster for at least three and maybe four more seasons he's starting a um, a max extension this summer it kicks in he's owed basically 200 million dollars over the next 40 years Um, he's the Blazers are locked into Dame. He's one of the 10 best players in the league. You kind of have to do right by him, but I think, um, this was the first time that I've ever seen him publicly go against the wishes of the front office in a, um, in a way that's sort of like directly clash with things. Um, and I think that's notable. Um, while in the 36 hours that I thought Jason Kidd was going to be, uh, was going to be, uh, the head coach, I reached out to someone who previously worked with Jason Kidd at one of his prior head coaching stops, uh, and I it just kind of like, you know, what was kid like to deal with? Um, and uh, you know, they, we just talked like sort of basically hoop stuff. And then this, the person that I was speaking with mentioned that um, s- for the first time, some NBA teams are for, for real think that Damian Lillard could be maybe not on the move, but that the Blazers, that his future with the Blazers is locked in. Um, this was, this was reported by um, Shams Tarani of the athletic and, and Jason quick and their story. And the, the, the Language that they used was monitoring. Top teams are monitoring the situation. And from, this is, I assume, this is my sourcing, is that some the person told me basically that that that's about what they've heard from their from their side of the world um from, from their East Coast homes uh, is that like teams are maybe there's not like teams like pursuing and knocking down the door or whatever but for the first time I there's a perception around the league that um Damian lillard is unhappy enough such that he could leave Portland and I think this the way the coaching search um started I I think that that's a pretty pretty good evidence of it you know the team comes out with um you know if you read between the lines seems like the management leaked a certain coach coaching list and, and Dame didn't see the guy's name on it that he wanted and he made sure to make it public immediately with who he wanted um, it has since been kind of softened and Jason Kidd's taken his name out of the running and it kind of um, kills the some of the messiness of this because um, Dame's preference wasn't particularly is not someone that a lot of people are, are really excited about hiring for both basketball and non-basketball reasons um, there, was, there was a lot that goes into it but this 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 coaching search like what's next is so incredibly important not because and the reason i didn't lead with this like sort of little bit of reporting that that at least one uh, other nba franchise thinks dame could quote be had or whatever um it's it, like i think that one that that news is already out there so it's not like i'm breaking it but i i'm i've heard the same things from one other source and um what it, what it means is just basically like this we've gotten to the point where something has to happen. And and the first something happened with the firing of Terry Stotts. The other somethings are, are figuring out what happens with the roster. We will talk about that in future episodes. I'm not going to unpack a million CJ trade scenarios or all these things in the future. We'll, we'll get now. I'm going to do them in the future. Um We'll get there later this week. We'll do a whole, a whole CJ trade show, I promise, because many of you are, are chomping at the bit to get to it. But what I want to say is this: It seems like the Blazers have their list. Like, reportedly, they're going to conduct a coaching search. There's no reason to believe that they won't open it up to a larger list than this. But I kind of think this is the list. I think it's Chauncey Billups and Jeff Van Gundy and Mike D'Antoni and Juwan Howard. Like, I don't think I, I trust Woj's repo- reporting. And based on sort of the way this reporting came out, it suggests that that list is 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 a. Coming from the Blazers executives, coming from basically Neil himself, almost certainly. So, th- like, this is it. Like that—that's th- the group. I think the the list could obviously expand. It's it's not going to include Jason Kidd at this point. Um, you know, Chauncey Billups also has a has a criminal past that includes a sexual assault charge um uh, he settled out of court in 1997 for this this is a long time ago but in the same way that people were really didn't like um uh jason kidd's candidacy i think people would have a problem with w- here in this market with um chauncey billups's candidacy i don't think it's as well known and as well um sort of a part of what people know about billups is the way they know about kids so maybe the outrage would be quieter but like you you don't if you're the franchise you don't have to do that there are dozens of candidates like you can you can pick someone that you don't have to sort of say um that you know to use to say that they've like made have some redemption or have moved on from a troubling past you can just pick people without it like that's the way to that's um the best way to to do this is to cast a wider less problematic net um but you got to get it right you got to get it right like whatever it is um do I? I have no idea what Jeff Van Gunny would be like as an NBA head coach, but I don't. I don't have. I don't have a lot of hope for him being like a super modern, wonderful basketball coach. Um, although he might be more demanding as a, defend, a defensive coach, and maybe that's something you're into. That doesn't do it for me. Mike D'Antoni just seems like um, you know turbocharged Terry Stotts. He's a really good offensive coach who's coached like middle of the road defensive teams, and he's like incredibly stubborn. He kind of his whole philosophy is do what you do best every time, and then just do it more. I think he's a Hall of fame level coach, you know, an absolute innovator in the league. But if the things you many fans didn't like about about Terry Stotts, like show up exactly in Mike D'Antoni, except with a mustache, Juwan Howard, um, you know, pretty clearly a good coach at Michigan. Hard to say, you know, coaching college basketball is not the same as the NBA, but um, certainly Juwan Howard is an intriguing name as well, but the blazers got to get this right. They got to get this right. I don't really like why I'm just like going over the candidates is like, I don't have, I don't have a good sense of, what makes a good coach like I think you can like I know what I think I know what like the qualities are that make a good coach right but having a modern sense of the game having an understanding of how the modern game works and appreciation for how to play this this sort of 2021 version of basketball where you um where the certainly things have changed over the last even you know seven years as opposed to 20 years uh but you know you want you want someone who seems to have really good grasp of modern basketball but there's more to it than that there's like there's just a personal side where you have to be able to form relationships and build trust with with uh you know millionaires in their 20s uh you also have to do things like manage timeouts and substitute institutions like that's probably a different skill set than just the just the x's and o's stuff so it's hard for me to sit here and say like any person could or could not do it uh it's clear that damian lord he, he said in the athletic told uh quick and charania that he wanted someone ideally with experience uh i think that's the thing it's like the blazers need to hire someone with gravitas someone that's the word i've been using is like someone who who guys will listen to and and maybe when damon cj if, if that is the roster again next year are kind of ball hogging and dribbling a bunch they can they'll, they'll have someone who can convince them to do otherwise or if they're kind of loafing on defense and playing, you know, 60% on that end, who can convince them to play a little harder there can get, can get guys to buy into a system that maximizes things. uh, Maybe give, maybe give guys a little bit less freedom, a little more strict roles. So things don't devolve into isolation so often. Like there's, there are some obvious skills you want in this. My, you know, as, as we get narrowed down on candidates, we'll do, I'll kind of do a deeper dive into, into what we, what we do know, like stylistically and stuff with, with coaches. But, if I had to guess right now, I would say that the like from the reporting from the Athletic um, and the name that's been most consistently out there, it sounds like the Blazers' number one choice is Chauncey Billups. Um, he might be a hot name on the market. Other teams will get after him, and like I said, there's might be some reasons for or there are some reasons that the fan base would be um, equally upset about a Billups hiring as well. Um, so. I think he's the number one choice as we stand here, but there's certainly others. And there's, there's reason to believe that the blazers are going to conduct um, like a, a full coaching search, but I don't think there's reason to believe that the full coaching search extends any further beyond the four names that we know that are out there right now. So we'll see what happens. It's um there's a lot going on in blazer land this week. A lot, a lot, a lot going on. Um, Make sure you're you're tuned in because, you know, the season's done, but this is the most important part of of what's next, is building the roster, starting with the coaching staff, around Damian Lord to try to maximize his incredible gifts. Uh, you you know, every, you, the most important thing to have in the league is one of the 10 best players. The Blazers have that. Um, the challenge now is to find the coach and the parts that fit around him, and that's what they're going to do over the next few months, um, starting with a coaching search. So, this is going to be a ton of fun. We're uh, I want to, I want to look at all of this. And, and like I said, lockdown blazers isn't going anywhere. We're going to still come out uh, daily with, with continued looks at what's next and what the franchise can do and all of those things. Um, starting with later this week we'll uh, we'll have a we'll have a long conversation about what a, a CJ trade might look like the challenges and benefits of doing so uh, we're gonna have mailbag Monday which is uh, recorded each Monday and posts on Tuesdays you can get involved with that by sending me an email locked on or a tweet at Mike G. rich um, if you send me a CJ trade it's not gonna make the mailbag it'll be uh, later in the week probably when we get to it but like I said we're not going anywhere Uh dig in the off season is here. There's a, there's a bunch to unpack. There's a bunch to think about a bunch to consider. So uh, stick with us and tell your friends to do the same lockdown blazers available wherever you already get podcasts. So if you are not subscribed or if you're telling people to subscribe, that's where they can find it. Um, If you enjoy the show, leave and find it in your heart to leave us a five-star review on Apple podcasts. I would truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, I always, I always appreciate listening and, and you listening and, uh, giving rating and reviewing this podcast makes it more visible and easier for other people to find it helps grow the show so i appreciate if you find it in your heart a five-star review on apple Podcasts would mean the world to the show and to the community all right mailbag coming soon more shows later this week appreciate you listening talk to you soon